0: hey everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to the broad street hockey radio post game live hosted by bill mats who is off for the day so it's me you know i always make fun of bill's obsession with hating the ottawa senators but he might be onto something although i have to be quiet because there's a senator's fan in this house he'll fight me (laughs) So, this game was kind of not a great game for the Flyers, huh? Not really good. They should not have won this game, in my opinion. If there were hockey gods, and there are not, they would have lost this game. Because they played like crap apart from about the first ten minutes of the game. After that, they just got lucky a bunch of times. Because everything in this game was weird. The goals were fluky. The linesmen were garbage. The penalty calling was kind of crappy. Everything was weird. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about some stuff. (laughs) Uh, We're off to a great start with someone saying this is why we need to trade Voracek for Bufflin. You guys, Dustin Bufflin isn't even playing hockey right now. Slow down. Let's see. Yeah, Scott Lawton's pretty great, huh? He um, Charlie had a tweet during this game about how he is exactly the kind of fourth-line player you have on a contending hockey team, and I tend to agree. He's very good. Um, it's really nice to see him having such a great season because I feel like he's really earned it. So the first period for the Flyers, like I said, um, great to start with. This was kind of exactly like the last flyer senators game um in that the flyers kind of came out guns blazing firing on all cylinders as they say and then um went on to shit the bed for the next 50 minutes uh but this time they got a win out of it unlike last time when they lost two to one so that's good because the senators are not a good hockey team And as such, if the Flyers are going to claim to be a good hockey team, which I think we all think that they are, uh, they should beat them. And so I'm glad to say that they did this time. I was pretty worried um, at the end of the first period that this was going to be another repeat of the last game. So I'm glad to say that they pulled. Well, they actually didn't pull it together. They just got lucky. Um, But sometimes you got to take it. Oh, hey, my friend Sherry's here. Hi, Sherry. Let's see. So, Travis Konechny, um, you have to assume it's not going to be a great bunch of news that we get on Travis Konechny. Um, Mark Borowiecki's giant, hard, empty skull hit Konechny right in the head. And then Konechny went down, and Konechny's head hit the ice. Um, so, we're not medical professionals here but I think that we can assume not great. Uh, he went to the quiet room, did not return after that hit. And perhaps it was just precautionary, which I said out loud during the game that if, regardless if he's good or not, I would rather he did not come back um, for the rest of this game just to be safe because he's one of the most valuable players on the team this season, obviously. Um, but it didn't look great. And if we are without... Travis Konechny, for any length of time, the question becomes, well, who do we who do we bring up for him? Um, so we've got Vorobiev up right now for raffle Vorobiev uh, kind of sucks. I'm, I'm kind of over Vorobiev, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, so you've got Vorobiev up, uh, and then you start looking at the Phantom's forward core, and you wonder who you're going to bring up to replace a very valuable player in Scott Lawton and – or Travis Konechny, sorry. And it, it becomes kind of a difficult question because Andy Andreoff is hurt. He would be a, a pretty logical call-up. He played well the last time he was up. He's hurt. Um, Nicholas Abe kubel I believe, was healthy scratched in the last game for the Phantoms, and the organization seems to hate him. Um so I guess he won't be the call-up. Plus, he's a winger. I'm not sure if they're going to want to move Lawton up in the lineup and play him at wing. And then they're going to need to at center. I don't really know what's going to happen there. But um, we were talking about it a bit in the Broad Street Hockey slag chat after Konechny went down. And you kind of have to assume it's going to be Torinsky. And that's like a, a whatever. I mean, whatever. It's just you lose Travis Konechny and what he brings to this team. And you insert Carson Torinsky, and it's like a pretty significant downgrade, so that's going to suck really bad if he's actually out for a while, so hopefully he's okay. Okay, I'm going to see what you guys have to say here. That disallowed third goal combined with downtime killed the momentum. Still too iffy. Yeah, so um, the dis- I mean, the disallowed third goal, whatever, dude, you're up two goals, like that should not have killed this team. They looked like there there was really no excuse for it. Like top to bottom, they were terrible. Um, Hart had that botched, whatever he was doing, playing the puck in the trapezoid, coughing it up, leading to a goal. Um, Just a lot of like lazy, sloppy, terrible hockey. And if this game hadn't been so chippy, um, it would have been very unentertaining from start to finish because the Flyers just did not look good and a couple of the I mean you have to give the Senators credit quite a few other players had pretty good games Um, J.G. Peugeot had a good game Anthony Duclair had an excellent game Um, so they obviously came to play the Flyers did not seem to come to play today so I don't know what's up with that but I didn't care for it especially since they're off until like Wednesday like I don't know why they couldn't have gone balls to the wall in this game there's no excuse for it Why are people talking about Justin Bufflin or Dustin Bufflin? Are you guys insane? Why is that a thing? I need everyone to, to stop. Rethink that whole plan of yours. It's not great. Um, <clears throat> why bring this shitty ass kids up and make a trade? You don't make a trade when you have a guy that's going to be out for, let's say, four weeks. Why would you make a trade to bring in a player for four weeks that you're then going to have to sit, because Konechny's going to come back. Like, huh? Let's see. So I saw someone on Twitter say something happened to Phil Myers, but I didn't see anything happen to him. Um, I'm not sure if, if somebody saw something, let me know here in the comments, because I didn't see it. <clears throat> Let's see. Why do you think it was sloppy? You play physical against a more skilled team and everyone's second guessing themselves. I don't know what that means, but um, one of the things, though, I think that we should probably start really questioning um, is Michelle Tarion and this team's power play, which, you know, even when the Flyers were bad power play was pretty reliable it wasn't always great um but it certainly wasn't this bad and I don't understand why they can't figure this out because they absolutely have the pieces that can be put together I mean like I don't know why you've not taken Provorov off um I'm not sure why you haven't rotated the forwards around a little bit um, at least they seem to have figured out that Claude Drew has to be on the left side. Um, but the power play is starting to become a real problem, I think. And it's, it's starting to cost... I think it's going to start costing them games. Um, because at 5-on-5, five five, the Flyers weren't great tonight. Um, I could pull up the numbers, but I don't feel like it. and You guys can look at them later. But uh, they got killed pretty pretty handily in all three periods in the possession game at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, which is not, not going to win you a lot of hockey games. So if you are playing shitty at five on five against a bad hockey team, like the senators, you damn well better take advantage of when you have a man advantage. And they obviously aren't, um, Tom Sloan says, I want to know what Lot said to the Suns bench. Me too, (laughs) like really badly because it had to be good because he made them very bad, very mad. And also, um, Drew squirting Brady Kachuk with water was really, really good. Claude Drew is a treasure. Hi, Mary. What happened to Frost? I don't think anything happened to Frost. I mean, he's, I think, squeezing the stick a bit hard right now. Um, He seems to be just not having a lot of luck with the puck, but I think he's playing pretty well. Um Oh, that reminds me, what is Joel Farabee doing fighting? No, don't, don't do that. First of all, you're very, you're like a slight boy, and you're very good. You don't, I mean, I understand that he kind of got jumped, and I'm not sure there was much he could do about it, but Joel Farabee does not need to be fighting, so let's not do that. Someone says Hart needs to do a better job anticipating where the forward in front of the net is when the puck is behind the goal line. Um, I mean, I if you guys follow me on Twitter, I shout all the time about how everything should be run from behind the goal line because it throws the goalie off. Like, obviously, he can't see back there while he's watching what guys are doing up front. So it's it's one of those things where I'm not sure how good any goalie can be at anticipating what's going to happen from behind the net, um, which is why it's so good to run a play from back there, and and they don't do it enough. But um, there are, I mean, obviously, there are things about Carter Hart's game that need to be improved. Um, He's 21 years old. This is his first full season in the NHL. Um, As good as he is, he's, you know, a rookie, and we're going to have to understand that there are parts of his games that need to be refined there's gonna be stretches when he plays like shit, like we saw for three games earlier in the season, um, but it's fine. That kind of stuff's gonna work itself out. So, you have to just remember that every time Carter Hart does something stupid, every time he blows it, or every time he lets in a goal that he probably should have had, that's probably something that he's learning from. Um, so in the end, it's you know a good thing that you can kind of assume will help him grow. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm wondering. And you guys could, um, at Broad Street Hockey with this kind of stuff because I'm, I'm curious to know if you were running the power play, what would your one and two units look like? Um, for me, I would like to see them try something like putting, um, Travis Sanheim on the first unit just see what happens. Because at this, because we've reached the point with the power play that it's so bad that you really can't make it worse so you might as well just start doing some crazy shit to see what happens in my opinion um if you're not going to go back to the units that have been working somebody said lot and said you're not fucking winning this game which is all right i feel like we could do better but all right um yeah like i was saying the power play is so bad that that they should i think be trying some creative things. I mean, you don't want to do go too crazy. Like, obviously, you're not going to take Claude Giroux off of the left half board. That's where he lives. That's where he makes his money. Don't fuck with that. All right, cool. We've got that baseline. But then, you know, maybe instead of Ghost, you throw Sanheim in. Let's see what happens. Um, Provorov is not great. I don't think he needs power play time. He's great at a lot of things. He's not great at that. Um, maybe you try Niskanen. Like, I don't know. I just, Something needs to be done with the power play. I'm not entirely sure what it is. So if you guys have ideas, I would like to hear them. Um, because collectively, we might be able to come up with something pretty good. Let's see. <laughs> I wish Gritty lived here. That would be fun. Um, Joel Farabee is this team's Baby Yoda. I have, like, no frame of reference for the Baby Yoda stuff, except for the memes. Which, even without context, are hilarious. So I will allow Joel Farabee to be this team's baby Yoda. Why not? Put Phil on the power play. I like that. Uh, Isaac Ratcliffe is absolutely not going to be the guy that's called up. So get off of that. No thoughts on the game. Just came to say that Broadsheet Radio is awesome and I love you guys. Thanks, Steve. It's really nice of you to say. It's really cool when people tell us that we're good at stuff. It makes me feel nice. Drew is a jewel that needs to step up. He's the captain. The best play their best when the team needs them to. Folks. It's December of 2019. And I sincerely hope that we are still not doing the... Claude Drew is a bad captain nonsense. We're not doing that, right? We're not we're not doing that. So let's not do that. How's Sandstrom doing? Um the last I heard not very well. Um I'll check with Brad and Maddie from Broad Street Hockey. They do a lot of the work with um the Phantoms and kind of peripherally the royals. So I'll ask them, but I have from what I understand, not great. Um, not as well as you were expecting. Get the old setup back with G Ghost Cooter in the slot. Jake JVR low on power play and let them work it out. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I'm okay with that strategy because, as you said, Chris Smith, you know that that works. It worked very well. Um, and so I I. Yeah, I mean, why not put that back together and see what happens? The JVR thing is also really frustrating. Um, you don't... I know he's struggling a lot to score goals. I just don't know how much you fix that on the fourth line. Um, then again, with the Flyers winning games, I don't know how much... It, I mean, obviously it matters, but like it's one of those things where it's like, You can kind of accept JVR in a fourth-line role if the Flyers are winning games, but if that changes, then what are you going to do? If he's still stale because he's been getting fourth-line minutes, what do you do with this guy? Because you need him to score goals. And he needs to be parked in front of the net with a skilled player shooting so that a puck can get through to him and he can tip it in. That's obviously what he does. That's his office. That's not going to happen with him playing on the fourth line. So um, I think it was Charlie. It's always Charlie because he's the best. I think he's the one who said on radio that normally guys have to play well at 5-on-5 to earn power play time. It may be that JVR needs to start performing on the power play in order to get his 5-on-5 time back. I don't know. Something needs to get going with him. Um, I'm not sure how you do it, but I just worry. The same – the same way I worried about Ghost. Like, he wasn't going to get going sitting in the box. He wasn't going to get going playing limited minutes. You need to let these guys play through their shit to get better. And I'm not sure that they're doing JVR a service on the fourth line. But, again, I don't really know what you do with him, given that the team's playing so well um, in front. How's Wade Allison doing? Well, from what I understand. Jason Bundy. Hello from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm also in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hello. Ten points out of the first in Metro. No complaints here. There's not a lot to complain about. I mean, the Flyers won this game. So, really, all of the things that we're complaining about don't really matter because they won the game. But I do think it's important that you keep an eye on process because if they were to play this badly against a good team if they were to play this badly against the capitals if they were to play this badly against the stupid fucking islanders who continue to win games if they were to play this badly against edmonton who are apparently good if they were to play this way against a really good hockey team it's they're not going to win this game so even though this is a win and we, we should be pumped about it they played like shit and that is something that they can't do against a better team. Let's see. Philly fans don't dig paying seven million for the fourth line. That's kind of the thing. I don't really care. Like I don't. I don't. Once the guys are signed, once the lineup is made, once the cap stuff is resolved, at that point, salary consideration is wiped off the table for me. Um, like I didn't want Andrew McDonald playing first pair minutes because he was making a lot of money. I wanted him to be making a lot of money as the seventh defenseman in the press box. So if JVR is getting paid $7 million on the fourth line and that's where he belongs, whatever, who cares how much he's getting paid? It's not your money. Maybe he's not going to split his lines for the power play, but I'd love to see Coots in net front and below the end line with G in his office. JVR in the slot, Frost on the right dot and ghost. God, I would love for these kids to get like some extended power play looks. That would be a lot of fun. Um, one of the things I think that's the most fun about playing these kids is that, um, they've not yet had the fun beaten out of them by the NHL, so it seems like they're still willing to do stuff that veterans might not do, so putting them on the power play and and letting them get creative might be a good idea. Hi, Grandma Konechny. Grandma Konechny says upper body injury. For Travis which is Not a good sign Um, Bizarro world where the Islanders and Oilers are good Yeah I mean the Oilers aren't really good Except for the fact that Dreisaitl and McDavid are Like (laughs) Not human beings So they're just like dragging that entire Organization on their back Into the first place in the west which is Wild team needs to be more physical no that is not the answer upcoming west coast trip will be indicative of how strong our team is yeah i mean there's always there's always real tests coming up right like you don't want to assume that this is just a team that can beat bad teams and i don't think that they are um but they do need to put together i think a string of wins against really good teams in order for us to really believe that they're going to do something this season um I don't know how much of a something they're going to do this season season but I I do think at this point um playoffs for sure um I would not be surprised to see them win at least one round matchup is going to be huge there but back spasms for Phil Myers that's a bummer um but doesn't sound that serious which is good yeah, the Avalanche are a scary hockey team. They're another one with a top line that's just, like, terrifying to watch. So that will be a big game for them. How about Kootz, TK, Limblom, Jake Provi for power play? I don't hate it once Konechny's back. And hopefully he won't be out very long. Um, although these head injuries, you really... You don't want these guys rushing back from these kinds of things, so I don't. I don't really know how long he'll be out, but so what else happened in this game that I want to talk about? So I watched this game with a Sens fan, so I kind of got both sides um, analysis wise, um, and one of the things that he said was he was he thought Carter Hart had a great game, so. That one giant glaring mistake aside, Hart played pretty well. He had one really great save. I think that was in the second. Um, so, yeah, he's, I mean, that's good. Hang your hat on that, right? If power play is still weak come February. So here's the thing about the power play being weak. This guy asks if we could, we should get Mike Hoffman as a rental. Um, no, first. Second, um, I, I don't think the power play problems are a personnel problem. We've seen this exact group of players have a reliably good power play, even when the team was garbage. So I don't think they need to make some kind of panic move trade. There's no reason for it. This is either a strategy problem, which I think, I think it is, um, Or an execution problem. And neither of those things require a new player to fix. So I don't think that they should be trading for anyone right now. Um, Provy plays too many minutes as it is. Ghost needs top power. Yeah, I, I just don't think that... Provorov is good at a lot of things. I just don't think that he excels... At quarterbacking at power play Ghost does like we've seen him do it I mean obviously this season he's been bad but he seems to be coming back around I think that we can all agree that the last three games for Gossip bear have been pretty good um, so if he can get back to something resembling his old self having him on power play one pretty great because it's been pretty clear that the Ghost bomb is back so if he can fire that on the power play JVR in front looking for a deflection or a rebound, you might solve some problems there. Yeah, so I wonder how long they're going to... You have to assume that these assistant coaches have a lot of leeway, given that they're also ex-NHL head coaches. But you have to wonder how long they're going to let this go before... You know, Tarion is kind of forced to make some kind of change yeah so all in all folks it was not a great game that the Flyers won and you take that when you can get it because every point counts but the process could have been improved in this one and for some reason they really play down to the Ottawa Senators They did it last game. They did it this game. Um, Hopefully, I mean, we've seen them beat other bad teams. They beat the Devils. um, They beat the Red Wings. So we know that they're not going to play down to every bad team. There's just something about this Ottawa Senators team that gives the Flyers fits. But they won this game. So we'll take it, right? Yeah, so the flyers are off until let's take a look here at the trusty internet. Um, yeah, we're off until Wednesday when they are at Colorado. So we've all got a lot of time to reflect on some things. I think Bill will be back for the next post game, thankfully for both you and me <laughs> because I'm terrible at these, but. I do thank you guys for coming and hanging out. And thank you guys for asking some questions. Um, Yeah. This was an unremarkable, if not remarkably bad hockey game. But the Flyers were lucky to win because their opponents are so bad. You take the two points. You get your shit together. Yeah. Come to Festivus. Samantha, thank you for reminding me. Come to our Festivus party. It is December 21st. 6pm at Fieldhouse they're always fun but this year is going to be extra fun because we are um, there's going to be some free drinks for the first people in the door um, we're going to have free food there's going to be the ladies from Biscuit Tees there um, free limited edition Broad Street Hockey t-shirts by Biscuit Tees for the first couple of people um, yeah come hang out with us we always have a lot of fun It's a super good time. And if nothing else, you get to watch the hockey game in a room with a bunch of other Flyers fans, which, in my opinion, is always a lot of fun. Uh, So, yeah, listen to Broad Street Hockey Radio for some more complete details about Festivus from Steph. But it is the 21st at 6 p.m. at Fieldhouse in Center City. So hopefully you can join us. Thank you guys for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed that crappy hockey game. Hopefully Wednesday's game against the Avs is better.